Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On uh, this week's episode, we'll be discussing some major Meghan Markle news. We'll also talk about an unusual Twitter exchange between, of all two celebrities, Ryan Philippi and Katy Perry. We also have to discuss what's up with Kylie Jenner, who we haven't checked in with in a while. But first, we must confront the unusual circumstances of our podcast today. This is actually hearkening back to the beginning of the podcast where Julie was constantly on the move. But Julie is actually calling in from Paris right now. (laughs) So Julie, how are you? You've been in Europe for a bit. What have you been doing? What have you seen? I've been really enjoying your Snapchats, which all of you should be following Julie on Snapchat if you're not. She kind of fantastically chronicles the goings-on of her and her siblings. I feel like I'm the wedding photographer of this trip. I'm constantly (laughs) taking Snapchats, making people pose for photos. I have a whole fanny pack bag of battery backups. (laughs) There's also really nice thematic tropes in your Snapchats, I feel. You're with your sister and your brother. There's a lot of you having them pose like statues or situations where they don't necessarily want to pose, but you can tell Julie's kind of forcing the issue. Especially my brother, yes. What movie were you watching where he had incredible commentary? So we started out in Amsterdam, which I never really had any desire to go there, but it's beautiful. It's very low-key. It's kind of like Brooklyn, but better. That would be my pull quote. <laughs> that should be on there, the Amsterdam movie poster. The only thing I do not recommend is getting a bike because Grace, Jack, and I are very tightly wound and we almost <laughs> all had a triple heart attack at the same time. It would have been a really bad way to start out the trip. Biking was stressful? Biking because it's lawless out there. People just are going so fast. No one's wearing a helmet. (laughs) No, that sounds crazy. Through traffic, passing you on either side without even using the bells. There were multiple near collisions. It was really, really a lot to handle. Finally, we made it to Paris. We're staying in the Place des Vosges, which I'm sure I'm saying that incorrectly. (laughs) That was as chic as I've ever heard a French accent come across <laughs> but it's where victor hugo lived so wow we, uh, like literary our, right so we took a tour of his old apartment he had a standing desk before it what? was cool i know it's a very antique standing desk so wow. who knew but then our first night here to kind of pay tribute we watched Les Mis, the Russell Crowe edition, and it, it really felt blasphemous because we're staying a few hundred yards away from where he lives and just... How did that version of Les Mis hold up? I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. It's terrible because it's, it's shot like it's some blockbuster action movie. My brother Jack has seen it. He's very well versed with the book. So he has a kind of be keeping up this like running commentary for us to explain what was happening. I just remember there was a lot of extreme close-ups. You saw Anne Hathaway every pore of her face, basically, with all the dirt smeared on it and stuff. It was all extreme close-ups. And I guess Uh, I understand now why Anne won the Oscar, just because compared to Russell Crowe, I would have won the Oscar. (laughs) Let me play Fantine opposite Russell Crowe and... 
That would be a fun karaoke style, like to be inserted into Les Mis and get to play your, your character, you know? We went to Versailles today because I have to see the place where Kim and Kanye had their wedding rehearsal. I believe that's like the most historic significance. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's like the Ikea of palaces in terms of layout. You're just herded through this maze of rooms. There's no way to get out earlier, just looking at furniture. On the tour, they were saying that the king used to have all of the nobles come in and watch him play billiards. And I feel like Kanye, if there was any celebrity who would be totally comfortable with that kind of treatment, maybe it was him. So maybe it spoke to him on some deep level. That's kind of cool. You just want people to watch you. You just want an audience. That's I know, a- which for us, I feel like that would be our worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like you get out of the theater. <laughs> like, I want to be alone so I could wear my sweatshirt and not have to be on display. Give us the guillotine. That's better than just being... <laughs> On the podium all day. I know, like having to be watched by everyone. It's nice being here because there aren't like the billboards of... I haven't seen a single Kim Kardashian anything advertisement. So that's been very luxurious. You're also in the sight of her, you know, traumatic robbery. I know. (laughs) I know. I like to sign of the cross as I just said that. So I don't know. What was your highlight when you were in Paris? Did you see any pop culture? Actually, speaking of Kim, the night I arrived was the night she was robbed. Oh, my gosh. Were you named a suspect? Were you questioned? You were brought in. But you know what was interesting? And I feel like people have written about this, but it was certainly true. Everyone was texting me from here asking if I thought it was real, that sort of stuff. People thought I was there reporting the story, too. In Paris, no one was really talking about it. It was so weird. I think it might have been on the front page of the papers there the day after but like it was such a big story in america when, where it actually happened it was sort of like oh yeah another robbery another day you know it was strange being there was a little bit odd when it was such a big thing here is what i'm from what i gathered well i also feel like the french people aren't well i guess this could really get me in trouble but they aren't very <laughs> sympathetic i don't know i had a few like very testy interactions Oh, gosh. Walking into the Victor Hugo Museum. All our French listeners right now are like writing us really angry French misses. We're not going to understand. So right away. No. So I said to the woman working the museum, bonjour, parlez-vous anglais, which is my opener to all conversations here. And she said no and insisted I speak in French. So I don't. that kind of set the tone for the trip. You don't speak French. <laughs> No, I I just kind of melted down and oh. finally she took pity on me. Oh God, I like that she just was like, no, like shut up. But like also up. she works at a museum, so you would think she would have a little more patience. <laughs> she must interface with a lot of tourists. I think my like, takeaway is that we need a spinoff podcast of your travel gripes. Julie ain't having this is what it'll be called or something. A tour of little run-ins you have with various people in Europe. <laughs> Julie ain't having this <laughs> Paris edition. <laughs> Look out for the next installment in London. Speaking of London, this transitions very well into the meat of what we want to talk about today. Actually, this is a huge move in the Meg. I feel like we, we make a lot of everything Megan does, so it's hard to take us seriously <laughs> when we say that we have major Megan news to share. But on Friday, Julie was in Amsterdam. I was in uh, Florida. We were both deluged with tweets and texts and such about Meghan Markle shutting down the TIG. 
as a quick refresher, though, I think very few of us should need it at this point. The TIG <laughs> is Meghan Markle's lifestyle blog. It's her goop, her pride and joy. She's had this for years, long before Prince Harry was in the picture. She shares so much. It's like different playlists and recipes, interviews with Serena Williams. Really? Yeah, her Sheesh. dear friend Serena. Serena and Priyanka Chopra, her like BFFs. She, it's just like this whole kind of panoply of advice and guides and this and that. By the way, this is the most loving review <laughs> anyone has ever paid the TIG. Since she'd started dating Prince Harry, she has slacked off. It sort of reminds me of I had this personal blog when I got to college and then I started at Vanity Fair and was writing every day. I can't believe I'm comparing myself to Megan yet again. I feel like this always <laughs> happens. Wait, what was it called? The people want to know. Oh, my personal blog, text message in a bottle. It's like very 2008 internet. I cannot wait to back read this tonight. Cancel my plans tonight in Paris. Megan, all of a sudden, out of nowhere on Friday, put up a message to all of her TIG friends, is how it's addressed, explaining that she is now shutting down the site. And this note could not be more, Megan. It says, after close to three beautiful years on this adventure with you, it's time to say goodbye to the TIG. Julie, get the tissues. I assume you have them in hand. What began as a passion project, my little engine that could, evolved into an amazing community of inspiration, support, fun, and frivolity. You've made my days brighter and filled this experience with so much joy. Keep finding those TIG moments of discovery. Keep laughing and taking risks and keep being the change you want to see in the world. Julie is convulsing right now. (laughs) Above all, don't ever forget your worth, Julie. As I've told you time and time again, you, my sweet friend, you are enough. That's how it ends. You are enough. Thank you for everything, XX Meghan Markle. What a note. Most people on this planet did not even know about the TIG until she, like, issued this overly dramatic statement. This statement makes it sound like it is a little wild. How many people were actually reading the TIG? I like how your take on this is, like, whoever even looked at the TIG, which is true. Well, what's your take? What's your take? What is your knee-jerk reaction? Am I missing something? It wasn't like she was updating the TIG like Vox or BuzzFeed. (laughs) She probably updated one post a week. Is it really necessary to have this dramatic shutdown? Why couldn't she just leave it up? Just seems like this is a big demonstrative show of shutting it down that did not need to happen. Couldn't she just have left it up and done her thing? And when she felt the need, like what happens now if she wants to share something? I guess she can just post it on Instagram. But you know what I mean? But also, didn't she have other people posting for her? Yeah, like, so pe- people are out of contributors. Pe- so people are I out guess, of work now, <laughs> like, <laughs> including you on the payroll. Yeah, I was gonna say I lost my job as the ghostwriter for the TIG. <laughs> what if I told you I was the ghostwriter for the TIG? I feel like you would actually believe me, or like it. it seems I would. Plausible. I would. <laughs> So then this e-source says, there's all this talk of did Prince Harry, did the Queen make her shut down the site, which I'm curious what your take is on that. The e-source says, Megan is going through big changes in her life. The TIG was always just a fun vanity project, but it wasn't her future. Okay, I have a lot to say about this, but the first thing I have to say is I am still so curious how many people actually read the TIG. And I would hire, (laughs) remember that the British spy who put together the dossier on Donald Trump's <laughs> connections to Russia. If he's listening, I will pay good money 
just to get numbers. You know what I want? What? I want, well, I have two things. One, I always had the theory kind of that Megan was secretly writing all the TIG posts under the other names. Because it was always hard for me to imagine that like, who's this Kelsey who's writing one TIG post a month, you know? I know, and is Kelsey getting paid? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like a freelance job for Kelsey to write, you know, seven ways to eat a tangerine. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like, I was always trying to understand what the purpose was. She didn't go goop style and sell products. You know what I mean? Just sort of seemed like a fun little project to her, which also makes me sad. I'm worried that she's having to shut this down. Like, what does that mean for her future? I keep rereading on the script. Above all, don't ever forget your worth. As I've told you time and time again, you, my sweet friend, you are enough. Who is writing into the TIG that she has to, like, remind us one last time? I just have so many questions. But so the internet immediately reacted, responding, thinking like, okay, she, this is Megan taking her relationship with Harry to the next level. She obviously gets that she can't be taken seriously with this blog. So she is just shutting it down. But then did you read that People report where an insider said that she was only shutting it down so she could focus more on her work on suits? (laughs) I think I saw you tweet. Yeah, I saw that, which is insane. Oh, right. I was I couldn't believe it so much. I tweeted it from our podcast handle because it was just the audacity to even phone that in whoever the source is, which, of course, it was Megan. It just really almost offended me. I saw some other report that acted like, oh, yeah, no, she's ending this site because She's going to also, next season of Suits is going to be her last season. And like the gist is that she's basically transitioning into charitable causes and be engaged to Prince Harry. But it just makes me sad. Anyone who you feel like is in a relationship and they have to change a part of who they are to be who they're with, be with who they're with, you know? I love that you are so sympathetic to this (laughs) and you want to remind Megan of her worth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Julie, you just hit into something I feel like that's so right. Like I feel like she's writing this note for herself. God, I need to like talk to my therapist about this because I feel like when someone writes a note like this, they're really writing it for themselves. That's something, right? Isn't that like a projection? That's like a common therapist thing. Well, I don't think there are any fans in the world who are looking to her, Meghan Markle, for their existential affirmations. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, please write in. Megan saying to herself, keep finding those TIG moments of discovery, keep laughing and taking risks, even when you're at like a stuffy dinner with Prince Charles, and keep being the change you wish to see in the world. Like, don't forget that girl. Like, she's saying it to herself. But do you think Prince Harry has read a single <laughs> entry on the TIG? It'd be funny if she was like, so Harry, I finally did it. I shut down the TIG. I just can't believe it. And he's like, wait, what's that again? <laughs> Well, I feel like Kate and Pippa screenshotted this, sent it to each other, and just had a whole text analysis. Yeah. Like we did. (laughs) Yeah. The font is also crazy. Like, I encourage you, if you haven't, this may be a lot of people's first time going to TIG.com. If you go, it, it almost looks like a Thanksgiving invitation or something. It's like very ornate. Um, and then the way she signed it with this super... Yeah, like, where did she get that signature imprint? Oh, my gosh. What if I made a, you know, like, Carrie on Homeland, how she has those charts pinpointed places in the Middle East? 
Like, what if I did a TIG style, like, trying to figure out when it all broke down? Right, like a detective wall of about some crime. You're trying to figure <laughs> it out. I know, I feel like there, it's a greater puzzle. I don't I think would... the Queen or Harry said anything to her, actually. I, I know that was, like, a common thing on the internet. Fans. Of course not, because who's reading the TIG? Yeah. Wow, the TIG is really bringing out Julie's. <laughs> I agree. I think... That the queen has no idea what it is. I think Harry doesn't care either way. I mean, I guess it, if anything, it makes me feel like the engagement maybe actually is soon. I maybe. I mean, I don't think they told her to shut it down, but I think maybe she's just gearing up for the engagement in like this new stage of her life. Well, now I feel a little bit bad. I really encourage people to go out on a limb and express themselves, whether or not. I don't know. <laughs> what a heartfelt message. <laughs> I also am disappointed she didn't say her tagline of no bad energy anywhere. Uh, no bad right. energy has been replaced with you are enough. It just resonated so much with us, we think. No bad energy really resonated with us, and I feel like you are enough isn't resonating with me. <laughs> like, no. I think if any of you out there have PhDs or psych degrees, let, let us know what that's all about. There probably could be an analysis done there. Had she published this six years ago, I feel like this would have been your thesis. What if I was on a completely different career path, followed Megan on the road? <laughs> All right. Well, so what's next for Megan? We will find out. Uh, we don't really know. I guess Pippa's wedding's coming up. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to discuss. Oh, I'm so um, excited, though, because didn't they announce that Charlotte and George are going to be in the wedding? Yes. And Charlotte's a bridesmaid. And she's not a bridesmaid. Charlotte? <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that was kind of strange. Like, isn't that unusual Wait. for like a two-year-old? Maybe, oh, well, maybe it's the UK. Unclear. And then Kate's role has not been specified. And it was very pointed, I thought, in the release from the palace that it said Pippa will celebrate with the Duchess of Cambridge, Prince William, and Prince Harry. No mention of Meghan. I don't know what that means for whether or not she made the cut to be invited. Oh my gosh. I just feel like you feel everything Meghan Markle related so deeply. I need the TIG, honestly. I feel distraught without it. Do you think if Princess Diana had been alive during the blogging age, would she have had a blog? Oh, God. I wish. Yeah, that would be amazing. Gosh, if Princess Diana... I feel like Princess Diana would have been into Meghan. Oh, like outsider. Yeah, exactly. That kind of coming into the royal situation and shaking things up a little bit. From a suit star to a guy who looks good in a suit. We're talking about Ryan Flippy. Um, <laughs> that, that, was, that was up there with our... By the way, I want everyone to know Julie's recording from this loft. <laughs> We're all doing this and that, and Julie's in a loft. I'm, and, I'm in a loft recording from underneath the blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. She also looks like a, a, monster, a monster call style <laughs> underneath this blanket. Who am I to cast judgment on Meghan Markle? <laughs> All I can see, by the way, are her hands, like, peeking through the blanket. There's no face. I feel like I'm talking to, like, the monster from Stranger Things or something. Okay, Ryan Flippy, who we've never talked about, we may have never talked about again, but he's getting his <laughs> moment in the sun today. Ryan tweeted out of nowhere. I saw this tweet get retweeted on my feed a bunch of times on Sunday night. I don't know if you saw it in Paris, Julie. But anyway, he wrote, in all caps, I am not dating Katy Perry, barely know her, Please stop flying helicopters over my house. She is not here. Thanks. So at first I thought this was like some elaborate joke and I was like looking it up, but like it really isn't. He's just denying that he's dating Katy Perry. Katy then responded, can you let me out of this basement, please? Which like, I don't get that. Is that supposed to be a joke about like, oh, 
I Ryan guess had her, her trapped in the basement, I think. It's not the most <laughs> rip roaring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are not having that Katy Perry sense of humor, huh? This is weird to me on a bunch of different levels. One is, I don't know, there must be a name for this effect, but don't you feel like no one was ever thinking they were dating anyway, but he's generating the rumor by tweeting that they're not dating. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking, who is burning their helicopter budget on uh, sending well, out vessels over Ryan Phillippe's house? Yes. Okay, thank you. That was going to be my second point, which is, what? That's happening now? That people are flying helicopters to find Katy Perry? Like, it's not that hard to find. I feel like I see 100 photos of her every day, like, leaving Soul Cycle, walking into a juice store. Like, she posts on her Instagram every five minutes. You really need to send helicopters over Ryan Phillippe's house? If you had a helicopter to dispatch to track a celebrity, who would it be? I get like Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, a celebrity of that magnitude. Not that I'm condoning that sort of stalkery behavior. For me, it would be Blake Lively. I just want to know what she's doing at all times. But (laughs) not that that's creepy. You and I would go on, I don't know, I'd get us a bottle of champagne and we would, where would we fly over? We're flying the helicopter in this scenario? No, no, no. We're we're being being escorted by someone. Oh, then, yeah. then I think we should just go. Yeah, I don't even think we need to find a celebrity. Megan, maybe see what she's doing. Can I also just say that imagine if you're like a paparazzi helicopter person or whatever you call those people, then <laughs> you get your assignments usually. And it's we're like, go try to find Angelina Jolie today. And they're like, oh, great. Figure out where Beyonce's at because she had her kids yet. By the way, I bet Beyonce has had her kids, I feel. Did you just feel it in the air? I yeah, feel like, like when you I, would know before. When I, when I said that, I just felt very certain. Anyway, or like, go find Taylor Swift, whatever. The guy gets in his helicopter and then like he has a text and it's like, oh, like today you're going to Ryan Philippi's bachelor pad. They would think that was like a prank their friend was playing, you know? I would text back S-R-S-L-Y question mark. I would not even write out seriously. Also, this is, I got it. And more more to think to say about this than I thought I did. (laughs) My other question is... But don't you think it's kind of interesting that Katy Perry's dating type, I know she's saying that she's not dating Ryan Flippy, but let's just pretend they are somehow. Orlando Bloom, John Mayer, and Ryan Flippy, who are all these 1990s, late 90s hunks, they all feel like the same ilk to me. They were like pinup boy, whatever, when we were like in our teens, you know? Right. Halt the psych investigation into Meghan Markle's farewell letter. I would like to know that if you were like dating all those 90s hunks. Also, Julie, there's a Reese Witherspoon tie in here kind of how so he used to be married to ryan flippy which i just always forget and like whenever i'm reminded of it i'm re-surprised i know do you think he watched big little eyes yeah that's where i was going with this oh my gosh how did i miss this i don't know well i was also wondering if maybe the helicopters were to see if reese was in laura dern's vacation tour took them to ryan's pickup i know did chad drive the golf cart over to ryan's house I feel like Ryan does. I don't really know a thing about him. I just followed him on Instagram yesterday. (laughs) But I think he did watch Big Little Lies. Because I feel like his kids would be watching it. I feel like he keeps up with Reese is my feeling. Yeah, I support that. Also, like, who doesn't want to watch Big Little Lies? Forget if your ex-wife is in it or not. No one. Ugh, the best show. I really hope there's a sequel. My prediction is either this is some sort of viral, you know, those annoying things where you find out they're actually sponsoring Kit Kat bars or something. I feel like this is all a teaser for some brand or else. It's... You're so suspicious. I don't know. Something's up with this. Also, I was looking through his Twitter and like he never tweets stuff like this. It just seems so uncharacteristic. 
You think there's a Kit Kat hologram embedded in the streeters? <laughs> or maybe he's in her next music video or something. I'm telling you, there's something more to this. It did not just come out of nowhere. Okay, you heard it here first. When oh the next God. development happens. <laughs> By the way, Ryan Phillippe great on Damages. Did you see his season of Damages? No. Uh, Damages was a, a great show, also featuring Rose Byrne. I am just going all over the place. <laughs> okay. But if you haven't seen that season of Damages, watch it. Do you want to introduce our last topic for the day? Sure. I'm just going to read it <laughs> verbatim. I'm in Paris, the site of a, a Kardashian crime. Wow, taking it to a dark place before we take it to a frivolous place. Kylie Jenner made the news this week. This is after, by the way, Jendel. Jendel. <laughs> Can I just call her that? Jendel. Kendall. Oh, yeah, we haven't even discussed Kendall Jenner's Pepsi fiasco. So Kendall Jenner had this Pepsi ad last week that I'm sure everyone has seen that... Did not go over well. Did not right. go over well. But now Kylie has taken the spotlight back. Kylie went to this random prom <laughs> in Sacramento, writes Josh in the script. She wanted to be normal? Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. The story is actually pretty cute. I can't believe I wrote the story is actually pretty cute as my introduction like when writing to Julie. I'm really in an earnest space lately. I don't know what's happening. But that was nice of you because I haven't been keeping up with the news. So I needed to know this. Okay, so yeah. quoting the article, apparently the world's luckiest high school <laughs> student scored Jenner as a date to the festivities after he was turned down. By another classmate, I assume. According to a student's account in the local newspaper, Sacramento Bee, the reality star caught wind of Okoa's flight by way of social media. Okay, already raising the skeptical eyebrows here. <laughs> Jenner decided to show up and surprise him, and the rest is prom night history. There's a lot of holes in the story, and I did go to the Sacramento Bee source material to try to get more information. <laughs> you really don't get much. All it really says is that this guy was turned down, but we don't know by who. We don't know what happened. And then it says that he posted a flyer about like how he was looking for a prom date. And then it said someone on Kylie Jenner's team saw it and reached out to him via social media. But there just seems to be a lot of holes here. Why him? Why Kylie going to a prom in Sacramento with him? What happened here? That is such a source of humiliation and shame, I would think, for being turned down to the prom. So was he tweeting about it that much? Was he tagging her in the tweets? Prom stuff stresses me out. Did you see that guy who proposed to Emma Stone? No. This guy, I, I would send it to you, but I don't want you to have to deal with watching it for three minutes. He, he vaguely looks like Ryan Gosling. And he'd filmed one of those promposal videos where he recreates the first song from La La Land and asks her to go to prom with him. Oh, that's so terrible. And she very politely released a statement last week, politely declining. What so, was her excuse? She said she was working in London and then she had a little joke at the end. He asked, I totally see Gosling around your eyes because he said he looked like him. Another hole in this whole thing is that guy or girl, you need time to prep for prom. Mentally, emotionally, appearance-wise, you need to get your suit in order, yeah. I would imagine. You don't just show up. What do you think? So the article I was looking at had all these posts that his sister was posting. My brother's at prom with Kylie Jenner, but like he hasn't posted anything. 
So I also thought that was kind of unusual. Can you imagine if Kylie showed up to be your prom date? You wouldn't even answer the door, I feel like, before tweeting something. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Jesus. I didn't think realize that's where you were going with that. I don't know. It would just be so much. It would be so stressful to have the whole prom focused on you and you make small talk with her. I'm sure everyone's going up to get photos with her. It seems sort of stressful. I don't know. I know. Do you slow dance with her? And I feel like you don't want to encroach on her space, you know? You have to be like, respectful, but then it's you have to weird. Right. You have to be like, worried. Is she going to get along with your friends? Separately, as we were texting, she's getting her own reality show, which I just think is funny that this is all happening right after Kendall's Pepsi ad fiasco, all these Kylie Jenner maneuvers. She is doing a, like a solo reality show. So I'm wondering if this is all just some sort of plot line for the show. We're going to find out. She decided to go to prom. You know how in those reality shows they need stuff for them to do every week. And, you know, they probably need fodder for her episodes. Well, I was thinking you and I should pitch MTV a show where celebrities, not punked, but celebrities show up and surprise a high school student and go to prom with them. I thought you were going to say pitch them to come like go do something with us. I would never inflict that. (laughs) I don't know. I really find the whole prom thing weird. I think there's prom is so built up in culture. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's like, who cares? Go with your friends. Don't worry about it. I've never thought about my prom once. Have you thought about your prom? No, but it was when we were in high school. She's All That came out. You thought it was supposed to be this magical night of your life. And now I can't even imagine these kids, their promposals, their celebrity dates. How do you live up? Uh, yeah. If Kylie Jenner is your prom date, where do you go from there? <laughs> it's all downhill. Well, on that note <laughs> of uplift, I feel like there's a yeah, dark undercurrent to this episode. I feel like we really took each story and really let out our inner demons. Do we have anything else to share? Julie's about to go to London, so we are all praying for her. I'm praying for her. I don't know where I'm praying. Going, but. <laughs> no, but I got a lot of great feedback from some of our fans giving me some good suggestions. I'm going to go to the Whole Foods. So someone tweeted at you that they've been looking for Megan's no bad energy to no avail. And that, that's, yes. it's hard to find. So if you and Grace and Jack are able to find it, I'll be very, very excited. Jack wants no part of this, but Grace <laughs> is very excited. She's curious because she listens to the podcast. And she wants to know, like, what the people of London actually think of Meghan Markle. Wait, time out. Was that to imply that your brother doesn't listen to the podcast? No, I feel like he's listened to a few episodes. This will be the real determining factor if he hears this. And Jack, if you're listening to this, text Julie the word rabbit. (laughs) Please, please. and And then we know you're listening. That does it for this week's In the Limelight. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review us on iTunes. Let us know, gosh, what to let us know this week. How you're coping with the TIGs. Uh, cruel, cruel end. I know. And did we get too negative? Do we need to be more uplifting? Let us know. We will try. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelights. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. Check us out on Instagram. Julie, we promise we'll post some sort of London picture this week. So you have that to look forward to. That's it in the limelight pod. This episode was produced by Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And until next week, you are enough. <laughs>